Welcome to the one and only Minnesota Sports Podcast, the number one. Today, I am joined by, of course, my co-host, Bailey Greenman, and the special guest host is my good friend, Sam Wetzel. You want to say hi, guys? What's up? Back again. Let's get it. What's going on? (laughs) All right. Well, in today's podcast, we are going to be talking about The NFL and training camp just starting up. The MLB with the Twins. We're going to give the Brewers update and look more into the Padres triple header this weekend coming up. Then we'll talk about the NHL in the wild, how they have the number one potential in the league and their farm. Go over the schedule release. Also talking about the Minnesota United and the MLS, we're going to give a preview of the Minnesota United going up against the Portland Timbers. And last but not least, the NBA, we are going to be reacting to Cat's letter to Minnesota and Tim Connolly being open to more roster moves. Without further ado, let's continue on to the NFL. So with the Vikings... Well, actually, with the NFL starting up their training camps, there is a lot of speculation around, you know, what what what's there to expect out of the league or out of the Vikings. And we were just talking about it before we started this, how this team is going to look with Kevin O'Connell. When we were talking about it, Kevin O'Connell didn't, make the play calls when he was in St. Louis or when he was in Los Angeles and they just, they got that Super Bowl run. And another thing is changing from a four, three defense to a three, four. What do you guys think about that? Three, four. I like it in terms the game is going more screen heavy more pass heavy. You still have your outside Rambos, you know, that will rush out. You know, your blitzers. I mean, that's why we brought in Zadarius, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good change. I think it's a change that a lot of teams will be using. Okay. Just on the passing. I mean, there's so many skilled players that are coming into this league now with different skill sets, whether it's speed, you know quick in outs it's i think it's good everything's a learning curve though yeah uh how about you sam with kevin o'connell's inexperience does that concern you at all going into the season not really um he hasn't had any head coaching experience but he's been in the league a long time he's uh been under Deshaun mcveigh as everyone knows for the past few years who is a great offensive mind i'm sure he learned a lot under him mm-hmm. for that who's in washington with Kirk Cousins when Kirk Cousins was a, a commander, as they're called now. <laughs> and uh, he helped unlock Cousins' game a little bit when he was there. So he's been in the league a long time. He was in the NFL as a quarterback. So he's been in a leadership position. 
uh, on the field and off the field. So there'll be some adjustments, of course, moving to being a head coach and having to run the whole team versus just one aspect of the team. Yep. But he's had some great mentors, and uh, I think he'll he'll uh, adapt to his new role quicker rather than later. Yeah. Uh, when when I was making my preseason prediction and going through the schedule of the Vikings, that I was kind of forgetful on. Well, I, I just didn't even know that he didn't call any plays. So it was now that I'm looking at it, it may take him a couple of weeks to to really get into the full run of being the full head coach and having that much power when coming to play calls, not only offensively, but defensively, because when you're the head coach, you can overrule the, the, the defensive coordinator um, for the four, three to three, four change. That's a, that's a lot of turnover in one off season and having a lot of expectations. Like I said, in the past couple of podcasts, it's hard not to improve because we were ranked, I believe, in the bottom, the bottom half for sure. But I think we we're 28th in the league in in total yards given up. So I, I'm I'm excited to see how we develop with the three four change. But at the same time, it, it may be a learning curve for the players, especially the ones that we've had on on the roster for last year. So to get a little bit more excited about training camp, because I'm starting to be starting to get sad with all these news, but let's go around the, the room here and go over first the, the one player to watch on offense and one player on defense to watch in the training camp as this unfolds. Uh, let's start with Bales. Who do you got for the offensive player to watch in offseason or in the training camp? Uh, Irv Smith Jr., no doubt in my mind. I can't believe you left him out week one of your podcast. No, nah, man. Break- he's actually my, my pick as well for the dude to watch. But please explain why, why you want to put more microscope on him well we're gonna go more offensive based right we're gonna spread out a little bit more yep it's going to be he's gonna be a big part you know in those checkdowns we all know kirk loves his checkdowns but he also (laughs) has a possibility too yep okay all right sam how about you (laughs) so everyone knows we have weapons on the Vikings. If you're a Vikings fan, we have Kirk Cousins, who is a severely underrated quarterback. We have Thank Dalvin you. Cook, top five running back in the league. Yes. JJ, I mean, yep. he makes our whole offense go. Yep. He's only in his, he's only had two seasons, and he's already putting up Randy Moss numbers, so he's going to be something special. Phelan has been consistently elite for a long time. Of course. There's only one facet of our game that's not at a minimum above average, and that's our offensive line. Ooh. So I know it's not a sexy position, but uh, <laughs> the person I picked as someone to watch this year is Garrett Bradbury. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I, I, just, saw, I just saw a video of him on Twitter when we were down like 30 to 3 on the Packers when Kirk Cousins wasn't starting because that would not have been the case. But we were down, and 
I forgot who who Kurt or who Sean Mannion passed it to, but he got absolutely yeah. leveled. The ball popped loose, and Garrett Bradbury caught it and gained 15 to 20 yards. So I like that he pick. So <laughs> he, caught, he caught it. That was against the Packers. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, uh, that was epic. Uh, yeah, for interrupting you. Go on. Unfortunately, it was the best player of the game that that seat or that game. So not well, great that your center's making the highlight reel of the game. Yeah, but yeah. it was. Can you elaborate a little bit more on on why you think he's the guy? Yeah, so uh, he was a first round pick in 2019, and any first round pick is going to have high expectations, um, ones that he hasn't met yet, in my opinion. Uh, he had a decent rookie year, but since then he has not been great uh last season he had a 60.2 uh pro football focus grade which puts him right about average but yeah. if you're looking at the eye test he i would say he was below average last year uh there are numerous plays where he's getting bull rushed right up the middle just getting pushed right off the line yeah and when that happens he gets right in cousin's face which uh we all know cousins is not the best passer when he's pressured um so last year cousins when he wasn't pressured, was actually the number one pocket passer in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. See that? So anyone that hates on Kirk Cousins is hating on him when he's pressured, which he's no Tom Brady when he's pressured. But <laughs> when he's got a clean pocket, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So if Garrett Bradbury can step it up this year and give Cousins uh, some much-needed protection up the middle, yeah, Cousins paired with a new offensive-minded coaching staff, Yep. I think we'll, uh, he'll go off this year if he gets protection. But it all starts with uh, our offensive line, and Garrett Bradbury is the center. So sure. he's the captain of that offensive line. For sure. I, I thought you would have went with somebody like Christian Derisaw. Well, I thought he, he had a good rookie year. But that that's why I, I'm so happy that Sam was able to join us because he always has great takes and <laughs> things I agree with. Uh I would not. I never thought about the offensive line being the the ones to watch, but that's a great take because that is the biggest struggle we had as an offense, straight up. I agreed with Bailey and Irv Smith being the guy to watch this year because whenever the Viking season starts, we are really the only ones that know about Irv Smith Jr. and you know, it makes sense because he's been injured for like the past two years. And every before every start of the year, we're looking forward to Irv Smith Jr. being that dude and being Kyle Rudolph's re replacement. But he has not been able to stay, stay healthy. And with that, we were lucky to have Tyler Conklin last year. Sad to see him leave, but he got paid. And you can't hate on somebody for being paid like that. So as long as Irv Smith Jr. can stay healthy, I I believe that he's going to have a great training camp and going into the year, he's going to be the number one tight end that will lead us into being able to take pressure off of J.J., Thielen, Dalvin Cook even, if he was lining up on as another receiver. and. Uh, just looking forward to see that. You know, people to blitz. Yep. 
He can block too. Pretty, and I love to get Garrett Bradbury take because I think we might switch to more, you know, swing offensively. Yeah. You know, if as we move more offensively forward, we're gonna need a lot smaller, more agile players that can move up the field and block. And I feel like that's what his main positive is, is he is agile and he does have the legs to move up the field. And we saw it on that catch, but we also, that could help a lot of screen plays. (laughs) Totally agree with you. All right. Well, those are the offensive guys to watch out for. Of course you, you can watch JJ Kirk and, Thielen and Cook, but those are the low-key guys that you can watch out for this offseason, this training camp. Let's move on into the defense. And I don't want to take Sam's fire out of here, so let's start with Sam. Who do you got for the defensive training camp player to watch out for? Well, my defensive pick is probably less of a bold take than my offensive pick, but uh, for defense, I'm going to go Daniil Hunter. Uh, as a player to watch for this training camp in this season. Uh, everyone knows Neil Hunter has been basically non-existent the last two seasons. He yep. was out two seasons ago with his neck injury, uh, missed half of last season with an injury. Uh, when he was playing, he everyone knows he was, a, he was an elite defensive end. He uh, was the youngest player in NFL history to get to 50 career sacks. Mm-hmm. And you don't accidentally happen upon that. You know, you need skills for that to happen. So if he can get back to the level he was at when he was healthy and, uh, you know, leading our team in sacks and really getting that pass rush going, I think it will really open up the rest of our defense, especially Smith and Kendricks to be playmakers. For sure. Do the things that they're best at. Yeah, to piggyback off that, I think having Zedaria Smith on the opposite side is going to take a little bit of pressure off of Daniel Hunter as well. Because not only are they worried about him, they're also worried about Zadarius Smith on the other side. And I forgot that we had Dalvin Tomlinson, who's a, a great nose tackle as well. So the front three are that that's a, a solid, solid front to have. And Eric Hendricks being the linebacker. Knowing a 3-4 defense a little bit, just, you know, with my experience in football, always run the 3-4. The Eric Hendricks is going to be that dude that has the opportunity to make almost every tackle because when the D-line does their stunts, they open up the lanes for Eric Hendricks and Jordan Hicks to fill and stop the running back when when he comes through, so... I definitely agree with Neil Hunter. That That's going to be exciting. I just hope he can stay healthy. Yeah, that's the big question mark. That is the big question mark. All right, Bale, so who's your defensive guy? Oof. I mean, there's a lot. Going with a rookie, I think Booth. Oh, yeah. Andrew Robinson, I think he'll be great. Kind of reminds me of a, you know, first, second year Mackenzie Alexander. Mm-hmm. I believe he also was out of Clemson. Uh, but, oh, off the top of my head. <clears throat> I, think, I think you're right about that, Bailey. But they kind of have the same, like, build, fit for slot. I can see him cracking the lineup. And he's just a great, solid pickup. I mean, in the draft, he had 
you know, from 15 to 30 range. Yep. And we got them second okay. round. Yep. I, I contribute. I mean, when we're going to be rushing, we're adding this 4 3. We're, we're still going to have Andre Patterson, who's definitely learned a lot from Mike Zinner, Zimmer and his stunts. Uh huh. Yep. So, to lighten up on the cornerbacks and the safeties, you know, yeah. to make as quarterbacks had so much time against our D line. Yeah. Here. I think it's going to change this year, too. And, and I think Harrison Smith's going to have a, a great year, too. Coming off a kind of a weak year for Harrison Smith, the hit man, a.k.a. Bales Greenman. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but, but talking about Andrew Booth, I, I thought he was undervalued as well going into the draft. I only knew that once he got drafted by the Vikings. But he was like a four- or five-star recruit coming out of high school. He had great years in Clemson when he was able to play. His big question mark, why he fell to the second round, was his injuries. So if he can stay healthy, he has the the athleticism and size to be able to be a force to be reckoned with as a corner. But it the big question mark, just like Daniel Hunter, is, is the health. And as long as he can stay on the field, I also believe that he will be an impact. I think he can be the number three corner maybe even number two if he is able to string these games together that that's a perfect perfect segue into my pick of Patrick Patrick Peterson because he's a former all pro and he's getting on to his later years but on to he is old <laughs> he is old yes he is but I, I'm expecting him to be the number one, number two corner. Of course, he's going to start, but he just doesn't have that same athleticism. Why I want, I think he is going to be the focus in this training camp is because he'll be able to mentor Andrew Booth Jr. in this training camp. He's going to be able to give him that mentorship, to, to give him the tips and tricks on how to get in the corner's mind or get into the receiver's mind and play as efficient as you can as a corner. Of course, Patrick Peterson had, was one of the most athletic beasts in his prime. But now, like Bailey said, he's old, and I'm, I'm hoping that he can, he can be a great mentor. Just like Harrison Smith with Lewis Sign, I hope that he can mentor him through this training camp as well so we have we have good we have a good defense we have solidified defensive players but just hoping that those guys can mentor the young guys and maybe it'll it'll mix just right to make that perfect soup to lead us to that great season that we're hopeful for just like every year we're hopeful for so, <laughs> what's up? You see, everybody we talk about, can they stay healthy? Yeah. Ooh, he's just a Viking from the start. Yeah. Uh, he has to stay healthy. That's all of our stars. I mean, we even saw it in <laughs> Thielen last year who was hurt. Yeah. That was his first I mean, They're getting old. They are. 
They Maybe are. Maybe the 40 joints or something, you know, because they're yeah. having some. So we got to stay healthy this year. Yeah. You know, the scary part about all of our stars getting old is that means our window is closing that much quicker. It is. And that's why I think it. they really went all in mentality with quotations on there. It's, it is a win now mentality because we have like one to three years left in our championship possibility window for what we can see right now. We don't have, we don't have anything else like Justin Jefferson. Of course, he's the young guy. And I read today when they were interviewing him with going into the next contract, cause he's running low on his contract years for his rookie rookie contract. He's like, yeah, money, money doesn't really motivate me like that. And that's good to us, but we have to show promise for him to want to stay, especially being such a high-profile receiver he is. <laughs> and we're going to have to pay him. I mean. Well, we are going to have to pay him. He's going to be probably the highest-paid wide receiver when his rookie contract is up. He's going to want that extension. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's just saying those things just to just to give us hope, like like we always have. <laughs> all right. That's what being a Minnesota sports fan is all about. It is. Hope. <laughs> a lot of hope, not, not much return. But we'll get back to you on the next episode where we will talk about the MLB, where we'll talk about how the Twins – just lost two games to the to those dang Wisconsinites. But before that, they, they won a triple header against the Detroit Tigers, which is it's something to look forward to, at least. That, that's good. Um, so we'll we'll see you back here next episode. Peace. A rich man's world.